All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show. We thank you so much uh, for joining us. You can listen to us each and every day on fanstreamsports.com. Um, you can also get us on Spotify now, Apple. We're available everywhere podcasts can be heard. Just uh, search it, Fanstream Sports or J.P. Peterson Show, and subscribe so you can listen to us anytime you want. Morning drive, afternoon. And we'll also um, you can go to Fanstream Sports and get the podcast section and all the great interviews like the one we're about to do with our friend Scott Carter from FloridaGators.com. What's up, Scotty? How you doing, buddy? Hey, JP. Doing well, man. Uh, survived this storm up here. Yeah, did you guys get a lot of rain? You know, it wasn't much of a storm, to be honest with you. I think it headed south of us. So I woke up this morning without even uh, being woken up last night by when it came through. So, uh, uh, But I know you guys got a little bit more of it. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of rain, a lot of wind, uh, but nothing nothing too terrible. Uh, we survived it. A little bit of, little bit of localized flooding, but nothing, nothing terrible. So we dodged the bullet there. And uh, good, good. So, and no, and no games will be canceled because of this. That's good. We have enough games canceled uh, for COVID. Um, so here comes Arkansas without their coach, who is in the COVID protocol. They're three and three. Gators coming off a big win over Georgia. First question for you: What did we learn about this Gators team in that forty-four uh, twenty-eight win over Georgia? Well, JP, we learned that you know they can. Finally, beat uh, Georgia with uh, Dan Mullen. Uh, yeah, that had been, you know that that storyline. That was that was the storyline since last year. They closed that gap, and I think what Florida really proved more than anything is that you know the gap now between them and Georgia is certainly even. They might be ahead now. Obviously, they were on the scoreboard last week, and now they're in the driver's seat in the SEC. But it was a big win. It was Mullen's biggest win since he got here. Um, he needed it. Uh, the Gators needed it. And, uh, you know, despite all the wackiness of 2020, uh, you beat Georgia and uh, the mood gets a lot better around the Gators. <laughs> yeah, I would I would think so. And not only that, um, you, you put Kyle Trask, I think, square in the uh, in the heart of the Heisman race. It's been a while, right, since uh, since the Gators won the Heisman. And yeah. Kyle Trask looks like he's in a real, real good position to do it if he can continue to play like – like he did against Georgia, I thought I thought he played phenomenally well uh, against a, a really good Georgia defense that was nicked up. I get it, but um, still, I, I thought that was a tremendous performance. Talk a little bit about what you learned from the quarterback last week. Yeah, anytime you go out and throw 474 yards, you, you're doing something right. You know that game started weird, JP. I mean, Georgia scores on the first play, and then within five minutes into the game, the Gators are down 14 nothing. You knew there was a lot of time left and you know you asked what I learned I think we learned about this resiliency of the Gators that's one thing but going specifically to Trask I think you know he can shine on the big stage I mean like Mullen we talked about earlier this was this was Trask uh coming out party to some degree while well if you you know Gator fans obviously know about him and know what he's been doing but I think the national uh media and the national audience got got a glimpse of Wow, you know Kyle Trask. If you're going to talk about the Heisman Trophy this year, he certainly deserves to be in that conversation. Uh, to go out there, Florida racked up 571 yards. That was the most uh, surrendered by a Kirby Smart coach team at Georgia since he got there. It was a matchup that we talked about last week on the show. You know that you it was Florida's offense against Georgia's defense that was going to determine this one, and what was that going to look like? Because um, 
you just don't know. You know Georgia had they were missing some guys, but you know the kind of talent that they've recruited there. Oh, yeah. And Florida, after that sluggish start, you know they got in rhythm and just made it look easy up until halftime. They were up 38 points in the first half. That's the most they had ever scored in the rivalry with Georgia in, in the first half. So uh, Kyle Trask did nothing to hurt his uh, chances to get into Heisman. And now it's just a matter of being in the driver's seat. How do they handle yep. uh, the success? And uh, can they finish it out strong and get to Atlanta and maybe a challenge It looks like Alabama uh, for an SEC championship? I think they're, they're definitely um, square in the hunt now. And before I ask you about that championship game, I just want to – uh, clean up this this Georgia game and obviously Kyle Pitts was a huge part of it while he was in there and man he took a shot uh from Lewis scene and I'm he's still questionable for this game um obviously the Gators certainly have some guys that can fill in and gamble and uh zipper if he, if he can't play but what do you think the chances of him playing this week are you know I'm going to be surprised if we see him JP yeah uh, you know he's still in the concussion protocol and I mean, I, you know, I've been watching football a long time like you have, and that that was one of those probably top five or ten hits for me just Ooh. because of the nature. Uh, they were both going full speed across the middle, helmet to helmet. And, I mean, at first you're just like, whoa. You First thing I looked at, just to make sure both guys could move. Yeah, and exactly. And fortunately, you know, they, yeah, they both were able to get up on their own, but I think they both probably thought they were in Montana or something at that point. Uh, and then, you know, you with today's protocols. I mean, you know, they're taking these kind of head-to-head hits more serious than ever, uh, rightly so. And uh, you know, I don't think they do want to do anything to jeopardize Kyle Pitts. I mean, he's he's having an All-American season. This guy is going to be a first-round NFL pick. Uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. As you mentioned, uh, they're going to be okay if he doesn't play on Saturday because of a uh, Kamore Gamble and Keon Zipper. Both of those guys factored into the Georgia game, both made plays a couple plays after, uh, you know, Pitts went down, Gamble had the touchdown catch to put the Gators up for good. Uh, and, of course, you got, you know, a lot more receivers on the outside. So, I, like I said, I, I'd just be surprised considering what we saw and considering who it is if we're going to see Kyle Pitts on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Scott Carter, FloridaGators.com, joining us here. All right, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, what this means for Florida now and and. We were talking about their chances of getting in the playoff. With the loss at, at A&M, and, and clearly A&M is, is a top-10 team right now, So, and that's a, you know it's a good loss, so to speak, a three-point loss on the road to a good team like that. And then um, you, you look at if they go to the SEC championship game, Florida I'm talking about, and they lose to Alabama you know, in a close game, I would still think they would have a shot to get in the playoff um, because I'm, I'm not sure that Ohio State's going to end up playing a whole lot of games. I'm not uh-huh. sure, you know, I don't think the Pac-12 is going to have anybody worth considering, and big the Big 12 really doesn't have somebody to look at. So, is, is it possible that Florida could be in the playoff even if with two losses? And I think to do that, you got to not only beat teams like Arkansas, you got to whoop them. Yeah. I mean, if the offense were to continue, like you said, put up the kind of numbers it has been, and that Alabama game, let's say it goes uh, that way, and it's a close game, and uh, you know, I'm not—I can't rule that possibility out. Obviously, right. I'm sure that you know, college football playoff committee would prefer to have a, a clearer 
I guess, four teams than maybe taking a two-loss team. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's who knows what we're going to see. I mean, exactly. what are we, we're, we're talking right now when four of the SEC uh, seven games this week are canceled. So uh, nothing would surprise me, JP. Obviously, Florida would certainly uh, take the invitation if it came under those circumstances. Uh, but, you know, they've got to take care of their business, and they would love nothing more than obviously to have a, a shot at Alabama because I think everyone can see that this program is a lot closer uh, to Alabama than it was in 15 and 16 when they, they went up to Atlanta and faced the tide and kind of got hammered both years. So, uh, you know, any, any skater – uh, Alabama matchup is welcome in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. I'm looking at uh, Arkansas's uh, schedule this year. They lost to Georgia 37-10, uh, beat Mississippi State 21-14, lost to Auburn 30-28 at Auburn, probably their best performance. They beat Ole Miss 33-21, um, lost to A&M 42-31. Uh, so, I, I, I this is a, and it's a decent team, but I, mean, I think Florida uh-huh. should take care of them. What, what do you, how do you see this game? Yeah, I mean Florida. I agree they should win this one. It's always a, it's, there's some tricky dynamics here. You're talking about obviously Sam Pittman, the, the coach. He's not going to be coaching in yeah. the game because of COVID. Done a really good job, JP. Because I think most people, you look to Arkansas going into this year, hey, you're thinking okay, two three wins. They might not get more than that, and yet they're three and three. They played some. Uh, Good teams, tough. Won a couple of them, and of course, a uh, huge storyline around this one that you just never know how it's going to play out with the return of Felipe Franks. I mean, he's yeah. he's going out to Arkansas and uh, had he's putting up statistically really his best season: fourteen touchdowns, just three interceptions. Uh, he's had them in most games, and of course, he knows a lot about the Gators, uh, about defensively what they want to do. You know that he's going to have his teammates there fired up because of the, the storyline with his return. And then flip that over. I mean, Florida clearly knows uh, his strengths and weaknesses. So those kind of matchups, uh, they're always a little tricky. But I think when you go down the roster of each team and you, you just look at this matchup, I mean, the Gators are, are heavy favorites for a reason. And, and you know, there's always a chance that after the Georgia game, you know, the, the hangover uh, – it could be there, but I, I just don't think so because I, I think after that Texas a and loss um, and the way they played since then, especially defensively, they've got some things worked out there. Yeah. They know if they can continue to show some good things on defense with this offense, they got a chance to have a special season, and, and they don't want to trip it up right now. All right, should be a good one, Arkansas and Florida. What time's the game? 7 p.m. JP. Seven. Oh, beautiful nighttime game. Only three SEC games this week, right? So everybody else yeah, is on COVID it's been a break. Weird week, man. Yeah. All right. Good chance to get uh, get ahead of the field. All right, Scotty. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. Are right, you too, JP? Scott Carter, FloridaGators.com. Follow him on Twitter as well.